hello and welcome to Rock and Talk with Dad, your podcast for any and all things music. Each week we're talking about something in the world of music, bands, albums, artwork, news, and reviews. Be sure to subscribe to the feed on Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. Check out Instagram for Song of the Day, and head on over to Twitter to give feedback or just to say hi. I'm your host, The Dak. Let's dive into today's episode. Today I'm going to talk about the history of how we consume music and how that's changed the way we listen to music. Specifically, I'm talking about the history of long plays, also known as records or vinyl, and how streaming came to prominence. Afterwards, I want to give my take on each and how I utilize them both. So without further ado, let's get into it. Part 1. History of the LP. The long play, or LP for short, has a nearly 100-year history of being used for a variety of purposes. The prototype of what we know as vinyl today actually started in the motion picture industry for soundtracks. Introduced in 1926, the disc diameter was increased to 16 inches up from 12, and the rotation speed was brought down to a little-known 33 and one-third, down from the usual 78. And the namesake 78, that's how uh, those recordings got their name. These changes allowed for the soundtrack to play for 11 minutes on each side, which was enough to last for a thousand feet of film at 24 frames per second. The disc was made out of an abrasive, thus quite noisy, compound called shellac. It used large grooves of the 78s, and they actually played from the inside out. By 1931, however, most films used optical soundtracks, which is more or less music being recorded onto the film itself. Discs were still pressed for theaters who still operated disc-only sound projection, Um, and to cut costs, the diameter was brought down to the 12 inches again. In 1932, RCA Victor introduced a vinyl based called Victrolac that was used in most pressings except for 78s, which which still used shellac. This allowed for the much quieter playing surface, and each side was able to play 15 minutes. The first 12-inch disc to be pressed was a recording of Beethoven's Fifth Symphony, conducted by Leopold uh, Stokowski, and some of you may know him as the conductor of Disney's Fantasia soundtrack. With radio becoming a staple in many households and the Great Depression taking its toll on daily life, record sales fell to an abysmal 5.5 million units in 1933, compared to the 105.6 million units sold in 1921. The failed new product left many to wonder if the long play record would ever survive. Fast forward to 1941. CBS Laboratories began research to develop a phonograph record that could hold 20 minutes on each side. Of course, with the advent of World War II, research was temporarily halted, but soon picked up in 1945 after the war. I think it goes without saying that they were successful in their research. In 1948, Columbia Records unveiled the new LP at a press conference in New York. The company released two formats that consisted of a 10-inch that played at 78 RPM, and a 12-inch that played at our usual 33 and one-third. And they included 133 recordings in the initial wave of releases. By 1952, the LP had accounted for less than 17% of record sales, while 78s made up more than half. But after 10 years on the market, LPs accounted for 26%, while 78s dropped to only 2% market share eventually leading to the final U.S.-made 78 being pressed in 1959. 
Popularity of the new LP format gave us the album era of music starting in the 60s, and I don't think it can be understated just how important this transition was for music. Classical music was no longer the main sound heard. Artists could now fully express their thoughts and ideas across 40-plus minutes of playtime, opposed to a singular song. They were able to play around with an array of themes and sounds, leading to the concept album. Now, you'll probably notice I didn't mention the 45 anywhere previously. 45s, which were actually introduced by RCA Victor, were used primarily as a format to release a single song and B-sides. While initially seen as a competition to the LP, it really only managed to replace the 78. Anyway, while cassettes gained traction throughout the 70s and CDs began to take over in the 90s, the LP format still survives to this day, with a recent resurgence in the 2010s. And that leads us to part two, the rise of streaming. In June of 1993, a small garage rock band called Severe Tire Damage, believe it or not, was playing a small gig at a uh, Xerox research and development facility in Palo Alto, California. The band actually consisted of people who were employees in the technology sector, including an employee from Apple and Xerox itself. A group of scientists at that facility had been researching how to broadcast on the newly formed internet using multicasting. With the band's gig taking place, they decided to show proof of their technology, and the band's performance was the first ever to be broadcasted live, though it was just an Australian researcher tuning in at the time. Though the stream took half the bandwidth of the infant internet, with audio quality of more or less a bad phone call, and images being updated every 8 to 12 seconds, it still stands as one of the first streams ever. The Rolling Stones even broadcasted a live show of theirs in uh, late 1994, with severe tire damage acting as a bit of an opening act, if you will, for them. But instead of just researchers, the entire world was able to join in. As the internet grew and the general public began to have easier access to broadband, so did the practicality of streaming. In 2000, the idea of attaching audio and video to an RSS feed was born, and podcasting started to become more commonplace between 2004 and 2005, thanks to Apple's iTunes update and the iPod. Pandora was one of the first best-known audio streaming websites, which was founded in 2000, and they set out to create a radio station for each user, the main concept still used in today's streaming. 2005 also saw the birth of YouTube, and as you all know, it's a little video streaming website. Spotify popped up in 2006, Beats won title in 2014, Apple Music in 2015. You start to get the picture. It's taken a lot less time to get a reliable form of media consumption in our modern world than it did for records. Since the early days of the internet, streaming has not only become more practical, but it's also a part of everyone's lives to some degree, from listening to music or even this very podcast. Streaming is a way of life, and we couldn't live without it. But what's changed in our music habits? Part 3. Long Play vs. Single In the heyday of the LP, albums were promoted using singles and a B-side, which was two songs on a disc. Usually, though not always, those hit singles were sort of buried on the album's release, and because the LP had two sides, hit singles would sometimes be split on each side which means you'd have to listen to two or three songs to get to that one song that you saw on MTV or heard on the radio, then flip it over and listen again to get that other song you really liked. 
it forced the buyer to listen through the entire album. Granted, if you wanted, you could just buy the 45 and play that one song all the time. But the LP didn't get as big as it did with people just doing that. You heard a hit song, then you went out and bought the full album. You had the artwork and the liner notes and all. In our days of streaming music, we've been given a different take on how we listen to music. We now have the ability to listen to just one song from one artist and move on to something entirely different. No longer do we have to sit and wait to hear what we want to really hear. That's also changed how artists put an album together, at least songs-wise. You can have your hit singles up front on the album's release and leave the rest because, I mean, they know we'll be downloading the album anyway just for those tracks. And sometimes the record label will release several singles so the rest of the album doesn't feel so empty. Now that's not to say that didn't happen before. Look at Michael Jackson's Thriller, for example. Seven of the nine tracks wound up being singles. Or Def Leppard's Hysteria. Seven of 12 tracks were singles. In fact, the entire first side of that album were all singles. Modern streaming has not only changed how artists put an album together, it's also led to differences in tour set lists. Because listeners would listen to an entire album back in the day, bands were more inclined to include B-sides or album songs in the setlist. Now, unless you're an artist from the LP time period, bands are usually playing just the hits live. Again, that's not always the case, but it's definitely more prominent. So like I said at the beginning, I was going to talk about how I utilize both. Part 4, Conclusion. With that said, there's pros to using each. I used to buy nothing but CDs, treating them like how you'd listen to an LP, and I kind of had an aversion to streaming music for a while, though I did try Spotify, I think in 2014, but it just wasn't for me at the time. Once I started shopping around in record stores for music, I knew I wanted to start buying vinyl, and I began that trip a couple years ago when my dad gifted me a vinyl player. I have since sold all of my CDs, and I have a very nice little vinyl collection going on, sitting at around, I think, 125 vinyls right now. And currently, I use Apple Music as my primary means of music consumption. I know, Spotify users, you're probably cursing me right now. But don't worry, I have my uses for Spotify as well. But that's a comparison conversation for another time. I absolutely love having the physical touch and connection with vinyl. Though he passed long before I was born, my dad's dad was a huge music buff. And like myself, was a bit of an audiophile. And he had, you know, the best audio equipment that he could possibly get his hands on. And for me, I think it's just so damn cool that I'm able to hold an album that he touched and listened to with my dad. And now to have that handed down, it's priceless to me. It's something that I'm always going to treasure. Not only do I have that personal connection, vinyl is something that I can look at. Each piece of artwork is something that should be observed and in some cases displayed in all its glory. You also have the liner notes on the inside that tell you a little bit about the album, who the musicians are, where it was recorded, a message from the band, or some behind-the-scenes pictures. As where vinyl is sentimental, streaming is much more utilitarian for me. I can easily look up a new artist and dig into their music, and more often than not when I do that, I find some really cool music that I really enjoy. I may discover a lead singer that started a solo career. A band broke up for some time and then got back together. You can find a Mexican new wave band out of the 80s, Brazilian metal, or some German pioneers of electronic music. 
the world of music is endless and it grows every day. And that's why I love streaming. As with everything else, the world is at your fingertips nowadays. One click and you're on your way to a new discovery. It makes our world a little smaller. There's something to be said for both types of media. With LPs, I love being able to know 10 songs down to each note. With streaming, I love that I can discover a million times that from anywhere. Let me know your thoughts on this. Which way do you prefer to listen to music? Or if you have any special memories, head on over to Instagram to share. And with that, I want to thank you for joining me this week on Rock and Talk with Dad. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify so you never miss a beat. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a rating on iTunes, send feedback on Twitter, or simply spread the word and tell a friend. It all helps. As always, this presentation is made possible by listeners like you coming in every week, so I appreciate the support. Be sure to tune in next Monday. And remember, don't judge a book by its cover. See you next time.